Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from the millions who suffer, where spouses, children, communities, and organizations get back the ones they love. Post-traumatic stress is often treated as an illness that can only be curbed, but this is wrong. PTS is an injury that can be healed quickly so that those affected get back to doing what they're meant to do, thrive. Join us as we discuss the latest innovation in the treatment of PTSD, specifically the reconsolidation of traumatic memories, what we refer to as the RTM protocol. We regularly feature guests who have successfully cured PTSD to inspire hope in all those who still struggle, hope in what is possible. This is Life After PTSD. Well, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Life After PTSD. We are just enjoying the ride of talking about people getting healed, clinicians getting trained, and a movement that's that's really changing the world. And I don't feel like I'm overselling uh, when I make that statement. You've heard plenty of episodes just talking about the proof. The proof is in the pudding. My name is Jeff McLaughlin here hosting another show with me live. Alan Canerva, live here in Florida. What are you doing in Florida, man? Trying to become a Floridian. Have you bought that condo yet? Not yet looking. That's why you're here. You're here. No, actually, you're here training some people. And we just did an RTM with a guy that we're going to talk about today. So here in the studio, we have Kyle and Morgan from Southeastern Guide Dogs. And we have one heck of a story today uh, to tell. So, Alan, why don't you start asking some questions, man? You're the one that caused all this mess. So you start explaining yourself now before uh, before we have, uh, you know, some interventions here. Right on. Thanks so much, Jeff. You know, you know how you and I know lots and lots of people with post-traumatic stress, right? And we've been up against this. People have heard this on podcasts from me over and over again that, you know, the trouble is post-traumatic stress being portrayed as an illness that cannot be overcome. And we both know that when you have post-traumatic stress, and I'm looking at Kyle and Morgan right now, you're not doing what you're meant to do, right? And your family suffer and your friends suffer and your community suffer. And we always ask people to imagine a world where you can overcome post-traumatic stress in, in as little as three 90-minute sessions. Now, that sounds amazing, but that's where we find ourselves today. That protocol that you experience today, Kyle, overcomes post-traumatic stress in three 90-minute sessions. So it, we're just in an amazing place. And, and Jeff, you've followed us around a bit, and you'll follow us around for the next year. You've borne witness to uh, our training and the uh, demos that we do live. And so I'm, I'm so so privileged to have Morgan and Kyle here. And thank you so much, Kyle, for volunteering, stepping up, man. That's a big thing. No problem. I'm, I'm in awe at what happened. I just feel calm and relaxed for once. Yeah. How were you when you arrived this morning? Where were you at when I first met you? How would you describe that? I did not know what I was getting into. I was not told. I, was I didn't tell said, him anything. I just <laughs> said, hey, we're going to lunch and then we're going to go do this really cool thing afterward in, in Winter Haven. Brilliant. I was like, Where's Winter Haven? Okay. <laughs> what, what was your emotional state, though? That was your normal resting state when I met you. And how would you describe that? Always on alert, tense. Yeah. For how, how many, how many years, though? How many years has that been going on? Would you describe that that was your baseline? Since about 2011. There you go. Wow. Yeah, I've known Kyle for over four years now, and I've never seen him relaxed. Never. He's always, you know, hypervigilant. If there's been a lot of noise behind him, he's the first person to pop. Um, you know, somebody moving around behind him, his head's on a swivel. Um, he's just always been very tense, very serious, and uh, just kind of has that, you know, overall kind of outlook on life that is just, you know, it's, it's somewhat depressing to, to hang out for that uh, a period of time with somebody like that. But, you know, with this kind of intervention, it, uh, I, I have seen this the most amazing transformation of my good friend here, Kyle, that 
um, I've seen him relaxed for the first time in, since I've known him. And it's just been the most incredible thing that I've ever seen in my life. I'm hey, blinking. Yeah, just talk to us about that for a second. You, you, <laughs> you, you don't blink, or you didn't. I normally don't blink, or if I do blink, it's way below normal. So and now? I'm actually blinking, so I may lose a staring contest with a dog now. Wow. Hey, Kyle, just walk us through. And I, so you and I met this morning 15 minutes before we went live in front of the training group. And I made a commitment to you that you'd be safe and comfortable throughout the whole protocol. Yes, Why don't you, if you could, just speak to the process as you experienced it. And, and maybe you could even compare it to some other therapies you've been through before. When I met you, you said, I will not take you to a point you don't want, don't want to be in. I'll be with you the whole step of the way. Uh, the main thing you said was, I'll keep you at state. You'll be calm. So I trusted you. I don't normally trust people I've not met before, especially when I'm told, hey, we're going to lunch. And you did this amazing thing that I do not know how you did it. Still completely, utterly on and shock about what happened. I wish I had done this sooner. And that's a common theme we hear, right? From veterans, why didn't I know about this sooner? Why did I have to go through what I went through and not get any results? And maybe, Morgan, maybe you can just talk to, because you're so close to Kyle, what you witnessed during that, and it was 75 minutes. I, I got uh, Will to confirm it, you know, the training assistant in the back. It was 75 minutes. Yeah, it was an incredible transformation. You could tell when he first sat up there, he was very nervous, and uh, he was concerned that he was going to sweat through his shirt. He was, <laughs> he was beat red. His face was completely beat red. Um, it was just the color of stress, you know, with Kyle. And he was kind of looking around nervously and just, you know, not really sure about what he's getting into and how deep he's going to have to get into trauma. And, um, you know, the whole process for him was, you know, just kind of like, well, here we go. Um, but it was amazing to see the transformation as those 75 minutes clicked off um, where there was just little lights at the end of the tunnel where all of a sudden – you see him kind of relax in his chair and you could see him start, you know, taking deeper breaths and he would kind of look around a little bit where he wasn't looking around at all before. And, uh, you know, it, all of a sudden you just near the end, he was just, his color was completely regular. Um, and that's something I haven't seen in like probably ever. He's always been just this tense, bright red individual and you know, his color changed. And I was sitting in the back of the room and I was just like, wow, how did that happen? Now, you were at the front of the room and you had your service dog with you. Yes. And she's dialed into your emotional states, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is big time. Yeah. And she started making a couple few little movements and I was like, oh boy, here we go. And? and she calmed right back down. And she stayed down throughout the whole process, except at a point where she got up and I think she actually was happy. She stood up and she was wagging her tail at a point where we were, you know, sort of uh, three quarters of the way through. And there had been a transition in you. And I actually looked down when she stood up and I wondered what was going on. And she wagged her tail and then we kept going and she laid right down again and laid just right down. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was never seen her do that. It's normally been, okay, what's daddy doing now? Mm -hmm. What's wrong? Yeah, that was pretty profound. That's pretty yeah. profound. And I've had my service dog for the same number of years as Kyle had. And, you know, I see the same thing with my service dog. He just reacts when I get very anxious or very upset. And to see a service dog hit that alert and then de 
activate and then lay back down again. It's just very profound to see that. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing experience being with you guys. I, I really need to know. Um, we didn't touch on your on your background, Kyle. So if you could give us a high level, what did you do in the military and how many months uh, in your career were you deployed? Uh, I was a Navy corpsman, um, medically retired. Um, I did a total of six tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. I was basically gone for probably two and a half, three years total. Yeah. And when you came back, um, when you came back into the United States, what, what was the reentry protocols? Did you get any help immediately when you got back on the ground on any of those tours? Uh, it was uh, go get checked out, see how you're doing. After about five or six days, if you're fine, if nothing happened, you go back to normal duty. Uh, we At one deployment, I was with the rest of my unit. We were in the hospital for 18 days getting checked out. And that's the longest I was in the hospital. But then we got re-upped and went back out on deployment. And the event we dealt with, which of the deployments was that on in, in the sequence? Was that an early one, a mid one? Third one. Third deployment. And so you came home from that one with that post-traumatic stress, and then you still went out on three more deployments. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm speechless for a moment here. Yeah. So what do you think's coming? What, tell me about your future now. Now that you're in this state right here, what do you think's coming for you, Kyle? Awe and calm. I, I see a uh, nap and a great sleep in my future. <laughs> when was the last time you had both of those? Not since 2001. Wow. That's profound. What do you see, uh, Morgan, in Kyle's future? Oh, I see a lot of things changing. You know, it's, he's just uh, going to be more of an active participant in his family unit and, uh, you know, bringing a sense of calm to his family, um, you know, which, you know, usually he's in a position where he could easily get triggered and, you know, have, uh, you know, issues come up because of being triggered or being hypervigilant or, just being generally pissed off, you know, at the world uh, for good reason for the PTSD. And, you know, if that isn't there, there's going to be a dynamic change in his family unit and just how he interacts with his brothers and sisters and his parents. Fueled by caffeine, hate, and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, it's Mor- all about the change, man. <laughs> all about the change. Morgan, maybe you could speak to your organization, your role in the organization, and, and how you see RTM fitting long-term and the benefits that could come to your membership. Yeah, um, I've been involved with Southeastern Guide Dogs now for, you know, four years. You know, right after I graduated, I, I felt such a sense of calm. You know, my dog really saved my life. I was, when I got my dog, I was actively suicidal. It's just, uh, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, stay in that state for, you know, a long period of time. But when I was matched with a dog, that dog was just the happiest thing that was always wagging his tail, always licking me. And I would, in my deepest, darkest times, I would get down and I would just hug this dog and hang on to him for dear life. And there was something there that saved me. And I was, I stayed in that state of being suicidal for about three years uh, because I deal with a chronic migraine. And I came to a conclusion that, uh, you know, very recently that what I wanted was to end my pain not end my life. And when I made that distinction, the thoughts of suicide began to fade. And throughout this whole period of time working with Southeastern Guide Dogs, I was looking at all my fellow fellow veterans going through the program. And I said, 
you know, we need something more active for our alumni and we need to get them actively engaged, get that camaraderie back together again and go out and do things that are going to help the PTSD so we can live more active lives. And uh, that's when I met uh, Jan Jarvis through, uh, you know, Colonel Scott Mann's uh, uh, Spartans Rising. And uh, I saw the change in, in him going from uh, just the quiet guy in the corner that wouldn't speak to this dynamic individual that was out. You yeah, know, he is a real He's really force. <laughs> a, a force of nature now. And I saw his healing and transformation. And I said, hey, there's something to this. And I started content reaching out to Dan. And I said, hey, I've got a whole group of veterans that could really use your help. Dan said, hey, well, there's a training coming up in, you know, uh, Winter Haven. Can you guys get over there? And I sent out the, you know, sent up the flags to try and get these guys here. And I, I grabbed a couple of, uh, I grabbed the low-hanging fruit that were willing to come with me and, and not even know what I was he talking promised about. Lunch. And I, <laughs> promised I, lunch. I, I promised lunch. <laughs> I said, we're going to Winter, Winter Haven for lunch, and then, <laughs> then we're going to do this thing afterward. This can be really good. Had he, had he promised you calm, you probably wouldn't have believed him, but lunch is believable. The only time I, other than being calm, was when we went fishing. No kidding. Wow. That's beautiful. But still not calm, calm like I am now. Like, just. This is, I'm just staring at you, Kyle, across the microphones. And I'm staring as I listen to that tone. That tone in his voice is yeah. amazing. Huh? I haven't and, heard that. I well, look at the that. smile on his face. I was just, yeah. This is, this is, you know, this is, this makes my world. Okay. Yeah. And I know it's one guy, one day at a time, but it's still one guy, right? Yeah. And was it that much of a change while I was up there talking with him? It was unbelievable, Kyle. I mean, your your total demeanor completely changed. Your body relaxed. Your yeah, you could see like how your your thought process was changing, and as it was changing you were just more interactive and a little bit just more loose with your words. You were remembering more things and uh, filling in gaps and you were doing it more fluidly than you were at the beginning. At the beginning, it was kind of a little bit jerky and filling in the gaps and not really sure which things to say. But then, you know, as the narrative went on and as the story became more complete, um, it became very fluid and very, I could tell that you were relaxed telling your story, which is something that, I've never heard you do ever. And Morgan, Morgan, you make a really, really good point because uh, some of the treatments that veterans go through either overexpose them to the trauma over and over and over and over and over and over again, or they try to make the, the memories extinct. The reconsolidation of traumatic memories does neither of those. We actually um, disconnect the stimulus from the negative emotional state. It disconnects the stimulus from the negative emotional state. And it reconsolidates the memory such that exactly what you say happens. Guys like Kyle have uh, perfectly lucid details of that event. They have appropriate and warranted emotions because, you know, you, lo you lose a comrade. You lose a friend. You should be sad. Yeah. But it shouldn't debilitate you. You should be able to move on in your life. And, you know, I'm always excited when we do one of these treatments because people like Kyle get back to doing what you're meant to do. Whatever that is, Kyle. Whether it's raising dogs or fishing or, or, you know, buying a farm, you'll get back to doing what you're meant to do. And you could, I don't believe you could do that yesterday. Or no. you probably couldn't even envision doing it yesterday. You know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, sometimes when people have really, really severe post-traumatic stress, just getting through the day is the goal. Yep. That was my main goal was, okay, I made it through today. And, you know, Morgan, when you, when you talk about your route, 
when you're in that state, you're not doing what you're meant to do. Right. And, and, uh, right. and all of us have a, a potential, a, a capacity that needs to be accessed for the good of our families, the good of our friends, the good of our communities we live in. And so, you know, I, again, Kyle, I'd just like to thank you just from the bottom of my heart for having the courage to step up, come to the front of the room and thank you for trusting me. All right. Thank you for trusting me, man. No problem. It's a, it was a huge, it was a huge jump for you. I know it was. I think I need to like, if I ever have kids, name my firstborn after you. <laughs> a L L E N. No, you got to spell it wrong just to mess with him. Just and, Mor- it. and Morgan, thanks for, uh, and throwing up the flags and getting the guys in here. Okay. That's yeah. uh, and thank you for your work you do with them. And thank you for being yeah. so open and honest about your journey. How do they I, find you Morgan? Tell us uh, some bio on you or some uh, contact information and action step to connect with the organization. Facebook. Um, yeah. Through Facebook is where we do a lot of our, uh, cool. a lot of our work. And if you uh, want to, you know, learn a little bit about the organization, it's uh, guidedogs.org. And they have a big veterans program. Um, they have been running a veterans program for PTSD for the past 11 years. Wow. And uh, I guess what, you know, really speaks to the efficacy of the program is they've got a zero suicide rate in 11 years. Wow. For veterans with dogs. Wow. You that's know, profound. That's profound. It's a zero suicide rate. You know, not that they haven't had some close calls with some guys along the way, but they've got a zero suicide rate for 11 running years. Yeah. And they've yeah. been putting out uh, 40 to 50 dog teams every year. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a great program and it's a great first step to get guys back out into doing, just getting out to the grocery store, getting back out in the community, having a battle buddy with you that'll go places and, you know, put a smile on everyone's face around you to give you that sense of calm. It's just a big step to, to uh, get a dog from Southeastern Guide Dogs. I'm alive today because of my service dog. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. Who is sitting in here today? We wouldn't got, know it. We've got service dog Foley and service dog Star. It's awesome. So cool. Kyle, I'm excited for you to see the before and after footage. Because what, you know, what, what Alan and Morgan are describing, we actually have on tape. We can show you, this is you in the first couple of minutes. This is you at the end there. And I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be pretty eye-opening for you. Like a porn star trip. <laughs> we can go that far. <laughs> you didn't get on the beep button fast enough, Jeff. Where's the beep button oh, there? Oh, man. Now we got to edit and post. That's yeah. Great. Guys, we appreciate, we do appreciate you coming on. And uh, you going to close? I'll yeah, I'm, I'm going to go close here. Go hey, um. You know, the reason we're all here, it, the tribute has to go out to a guy named Dan Jarvis, okay? You mentioned Dan earlier. Yeah. Dan's a force of nature. Dan has an organization called 220. 220 raises money to get veterans to the help they need, and he also raises money to get clinicians into the RTM training. So a real shout out has to go out to Dan Jarvis. And you can, if you're interested in helping people overcome PTSD, you can reach Dan at 22. That's the number 22. And then the word zero, 220.org. And then I'm with a company called Research and Recognition Organization. And you can reach us at randrproject.com and find out when the next training. So if you're a clinician listening to this, you can find us at rnrproject.com. If you're a person with PTSD, you can go on that same site and reach out and find a clinician to work with. So, and Jeff, thanks so much for hosting Life After PTSD because that is the fact. That is the fact, guys. Post-traumatic stress is an injury that can be healed and there is life after it. All right, and thanks so much, Jeff. Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing, but what about you? 
First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. You're welcome. Guys, keep listening. If you're out there and you want to connect with us on social media, hit us up on uh, Heal Your PTSD. We drop episodes every single week. Hit that subscribe button and we will catch you next time on Life After PTSD. Thanks for joining us for Life After PTSD. As you listen to this podcast, imagine your new life and all the possibilities when you are free of PTSD because that is what is possible with RTM. You are here, which means you're ready. So connect with us at lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or follow us at Heal Your PTSD.